0: Oh, yes. Hello. It's Memorial Day. It's backdoor cover. Hit the high porn. Let's go. Oh, yes. Happy Memorial Day. Salute to all of those who have served. I'm Micah. I'm joined by Brad. It's backdoor cover. Brad. How you doing, bud? What's How up? How was your holiday?
1: It's great. Definitely a salute uh, to all the uh, service men and women in our country. Uh, Absolutely, I'm with you. I like that. It's a good way to start this bad boy. It's a, it's and those good, who aren't with us anymore. Yes, indeed. the uh, The ultimate sacrifice for us, and uh, so we
0: can talk about sports on a podcast. Well said.
1: Yeah. And eat hot dogs and stuff. Did
0: you uh? Ugh, did you enjoy many. any barbecue? I and so many hot Celebration. Dogs.
1: Yes, I ate hot did dogs. You? I ate a hot dog with sausage on it because I took a hot dog and then stuffed slices of hot. So, excuse me, I'm I'm hallucinating over here over this description. Whoa. Yes, so a hot dog with sausage sliced up stuffed into it. Uh, it was a it was a uh very American vibes going on yesterday at the pool party we had. So. Uh, that is truly loco. Thank you. How about you? Did you have a hot dog? I, I did have a hot dog yesterday. How about a hamburger? Uh,
0: I did have a hamburger today. Me too. Actually.
1: Okay, good. So we did. We got the whole. Yeah. The, the
0: Yeah, we sure did. The holy I, trifecta. I ate like whatever. shit all weekend long. Me too. Yes, indeed. So I I made, uh, we've talked about Costco hot dogs on this podcast mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wonderful. They're $1.50 and they come with a free soda. So you told me uh, you, go
1: to, you went to Costco this weekend is what you're trying to tell me.
0: No, I bought these hot dogs Uh, at Costco a couple months ago and I froze them. Oh, that's disgusting. In in different packages. Okay. Um, But they're so big that I had to go get like hoagie (laughs) rolls from the grocery store because they don't fit in a regular bun. Uh And so normally, you know, you want to have a couple hot dogs. The Costco dogs, it's one and done. I got a giant, giant roll. I uh, did some sauerkraut.
1: It was was delightful. Gotcha. I didn't know you were freezing those and keeping them. For months at a time, you psycho. I'm so proud. Yeah, I freeze them in. Yeah, I freeze them in packages of two because (laughs) there's no way (laughs) that all that can fit into a sandwich bag. Oh, I see. Because Uh, that's a serving. They're yeah, they're huge. Mm -hmm. They're like half pound dogs. They're stupid, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. Now I'm hungry for Uh, a hot dog. I want a big ass hot dog now. Good job by you. That sounds pretty awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. Good job by you. We are here to
0: uh, talk about sports. There's a lot going on. We're going to run through every playoff series in the NBA. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Osaka mm-hmm. because uh, if you uh, if you follow Micah's read of the week, the newsletter, mm-hmm. uh, I still released our 44th consecutive Monday uh, releasing content. Wow, even on a holiday for you, for the folks. So go out there and check it out. But I went in on Naomi Osaka today, and then about nine minutes after my piece published, she quit. Uh, so we're going to get into that, and uh, yeah. Okay, I'm also I was also a big loser this weekend because uh, my fiance's alma mater, James Madison, mm-hmm. de- defeated Mizzou oh, uh, no. on their way to the College World Series in softball. Yeah, it's uh, okay. In the three game series, they came to Columbia and beat us. It's embarrassing. I take it we were favored okay. if we were the home team. We were. Yes, mm-hmm. we were the eight seed. They were unseeded, and they came in and uh, they won two out of three there. In Colombia, big she uh, to the she have you doing something humili-
1: Does she have you doing something humiliating for being defeated?
0: No. Oh, okay. No, I would not. There's okay. no humiliation. Okay. Just just personal shame. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, let's start with hoops, and we'll get to Osaka later. Uh, or do you want to start with golf?
1: Whatever you feel like. I, I haven't kept that close of a touch on golf, to be honest. I was too busy eating hot dogs and getting a little drunker than okay. I should have. So, yeah, I've well, got a few case, thoughts, but yes. Go ahead. Yeah, the
0: the golf, uh, Kokrak beat uh, Speeth yeah? yesterday at Colonial. Yeah. Uh, Speeth blows a 72-hole lead uh, to Jason Kokrak. Who is this Jason Kokrak guy? He just looks like a
1: kind of a pudgy white dude. Uh, he's been really good, like, the last 18 months. He's been playing really well. He hits the shit out of the golf ball. And, yeah, he's, he's a multi – I think he's won twice this year already – and he won last year, so like he's consistently amongst the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard type of guy, high salary on DraftKings, um, like in your mid mid tier, eight to nine thousand dollars salary. So he's good. He's a really good player. Um, he played two hundred and thirty three PGA Tour events before winning. Yes, and now he's but now he's won twice this year. And he, I think he won so, last year too, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I could be wrong. But anyways, long story short, he's been good for the the short term, the short future, whatever. Um, and look, the bigger story isn't
0: the bigger story. Isn't the big hitter. It's Spieth, uh, kind of blowing it on his home course in Dallas. I don't know if it's his home course, but he was in Fort worth. He's from Dallas. Uh, you know, he shoots over par and, uh, loses, shoots two over on Sunday and blows it. So anyway, there's your golf up the
1: leaderboard and it keeps on opening up the PGA, uh, championship leaderboard from last week. Mm -hmm. Still stuck on Phil. Uh, Okay. Up. Now I'm here with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sh- Speed shoot 73 to finish second. Hoffman, Patton, Kazir. Yeah. Pretty good leaderboard. Ian Poul- Poulter played really well over the weekend. Who's an old guy that's kind of been a hit or miss lately. Um, There's a amateur, not an amateur, a, a semi-professional player that's been like, he's been in a couple of tournaments recently. And I saw that uh like he lives with his parents like he's a big fat guy he was crying when he got his first call up like two or three weeks ago do you know what I'm talking about I can't remember this player's. I name. don't but long story short uh he's been like in the news cycles lately and I saw Justin Thomas scratched him a check like to help support him fight his way onto the tour in a more full-time capacity and like there's tears it was pretty cool so shouts to Justin Thomas for for showing up and being a stand-up guy Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about
0: some hoops. Uh, let's start with the worst series and work our way to the best series. Okay, how's that? Okay, nobody else is going that way. Uh, game four tonight, as we record this Monday evening, Philly at Washington. The Sixers are up three games to none. This seems like a sweep, uh, unless Brody goes crazy, which he, you know, him and Beal could each go for thirty, and and Washington could win one game. But yeah. this is certainly no better. No
1: better than a gentleman's sweep. I mean, they've been uh, going crazy. Philly's been very dominant. Yeah. Philly's just a far superior team. Like, it was what was to be expected. Uh, Without question. In, right. Exactly. And, I mean, the Sixers are clearly the number one seed coming out of the, the East. So, um, yeah, not that surprising. But uh, the other game in the East, are you, I'm assuming that's the next least worst Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. The
0: Boston Celtics Mm -hmm. uh, go to Brooklyn tomorrow on Tuesday. Brooklyn leads three games to one. Uh, Brooklyn looks like the far better team. In fact, (laughs) they may be the best team in the league. Yeah, this series has been totally uneventful on the floor, basically. Tatum Tatum had one stores like
1: supernova. Yeah, Tatum had yeah. Tatum was good
0: in game three. All three Brooklyn stars showed
1: out in game four. Pretty sure uh, uh, big K- Kyrie stomped on the Celtics logo and got a water bottle thrown at him. At, exactly. The big news game. here is Kyrie, you know, just can't help himself and stomped on the <laughs> what a, the logo. What a scumbag for throwing the bottle! But what a scumbag of Kyrie for going over there and stomping on that logo! And like, <laughs> what are you doing? I here, agree. Man? There's there's absolutely no defense of the moron who
0: threw the bottle. Right. There's no defense of that guy, and he should be banned for life, and like I and charged with assault or whatever. Like that. Whatever. yeah. You know, whatever the furthest extent of the law. Kyrie's an idiot, and I'm I'm just sick of him. I also talked about him today on Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. Yeah, uh, I I don't like him. He is unlovable, and uh, but I mean, it, it's not cat. an yeah. excuse
1: to to the you know that's assault, brother. Yeah, you so can, I mean, uh, don't assault anyone. People, it's like people are just trying to figure out how to behave in real life again because they've been on their internets for like the last 18 months sitting in their homes and behaving like the monsters that are people on the internet so now you go into to real life and people are dumping popcorn on wet rust and throwing water bottles at Kyrie and it's like oh yeah I, I think there was like a some racial stuff going on uh the through the Memphis game uh with Utah like people were yelling at Jaws parents or something. It's like. It sounds about right. Let's pull it together now. We're it's it's time to be real humans with <laughs> in real life. We're not on the internet. It's not the internet mob. You can't just go on Reddit and flame people for random shit. Uh, let's be let's be real life humans. So, so we're those, figuring it out. Those two series are
0: gentlemen sweeps. Basically, Brooklyn's going to end that in five. Uh, Philly might close it out in four, but certainly in five. Moving on, all the other series, the other six series are all.
1: Excellent. Except
0: for so Miami and,
1: versus um oh. Milwaukee which oh, was yeah. a sweep it is official the, Thank the first sweep of the series yeah Thank you Brad you that was it. probably the, the one we should have started well, with Well that's where I thought first. we were going before uh, the Celtics Nets but I I let you just cruise cuz I actually I enjoyed the Miami <laughs> uh sweep more so than I've enjoyed watching Celtics Nets so it's it for our purposes it works this is the next best What did you game. enjoy about I don't what know. I just like, I, there were so many question marks going into this and like specifically around Milwaukee and around whether they would fold up and whether they would overcome adversity in game one, if they would have their back against the wall, if they, if it looked like they might lose, if they could persevere and come through and they did. Uh, and then after game one, you know, it was kind of a tough win. They just beat the brakes off these fools and never looked back. Uh, everything that we said going into that tournament is kind of coming to fruition. we, Really liked the addition of Holiday. We liked the addition of Tucker. Both those guys have proven to be uh, really superior upgrades. And then this Brent Forbes guy, whoever he is, I've, I guess he came from the Spurs. You sh- you may have yeah, a little a feel spur. for him. That motherfucker is flamethrowing right now. Like every time he touched the ball, it splashed through the net immediately. So um, some bright spots coming through, along with their stars performing pretty well in Giannis and Middleton. I, I mean, I was just hoping that they would come up and look like the the caliber of team we've thought they were going to be the last two years coming into the playoffs, and so now they're on a crash course for who do they got next? The Nets, I think they've got the Nets next, which that's going to be fascinating. And I no, that won't be the next round. Oh, it's right? not, or is it Philly? I think it's the Nets. Oh, I guess it could be. Yeah, I yeah. think it is the Nets next. This is going to be so good. I know that's what I'm saying, and that's why I was so interested in seeing them come through and just, you know. Stamp it like come in and just beat the brakes off of Miami and show that they're the the caliber and quality of team that they are and they did it uh, with astounding success. So now I'm very amped about the next round of the East, despite really almost every game in the East being a total stinker for the round one. Well,
0: Atlanta, New york oh, you're pretty right, good. Although it still is we'll 3-1. get to that in a sec. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, the the big takeaway for me with Milwaukee is there was some fear that you know they haven't performed in the playoffs; mm-hmm. they've underachieved. Mm-hmm. Miami whipped them last year and mm-hmm. just basically took their manhood. And Giannis just showed nothing, <laughs> like no fear. Like he, he was not afraid of them. He wasn't bullied. He just came in and said like, we're better than you. We're going to whip you. And, they, and uh, they move on.
1: I love it. That's why I liked it. That's why I enjoyed it.
0: I liked it too. Let's talk about that Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Knicks se- uh, series. This thing's nasty. Uh, Atlanta is up three games to one uh, as we head back to New York where they, uh, Atlanta took game one, New York won game two, and then New York fans celebrated like they won <laughs> the entire Super Bowl, <laughs> National Championship, Stanley Cup Finals, and you know everything happened all at one time outside of the Garden, which was hilarious. I loved every second of it. The crowd was out of control. It was loud. I loved it. Basketball is better when the Knicks are good. I know that's sort of cliche, but it is one hundred percent true. Yeah, uh, they're cooked though; they're not as good as Atlanta. And Trey Young's you a stone know, cold wins killer both man. games
1: Back in the ATL, Trey is he's many stuff. Man, he I'll see you in the A when they're leaving uh, New York after losing game two. Like he's not scared for one second. He's not afraid of the mob uh, in real life or on the internet. He's coming through, and like he's jacking threes and like doing like the, it's cold outside. Like. <laughs> shit to Spike Lee. Like he is just relentlessly fucking these dudes up and it's funny and I'm enjoying it. Uh I I do surprisingly think the Hawks look like the far superior team despite I I thought that the Knicks were the much better team going into this. So kind of surprised in that sense. But yeah the the Knicks it's it's something to grow on. They've built a culture spot. They've built a place that they can grow into I feel like all of the players that they're having success with now are people they can hang on to and, and continue to build around. Uh, I really like the coach. I thought he was going to burn all those dudes to the ground when he first got there. It's kind of like his MO, fibs is just like running people 42 minutes a, a night in the regular season until they burn them all the way to the ground. But it kind of fits that like blue-collar mentality that they're trying to build for the Knicks. And so the, weird, the one weird storyline that I keep hearing kind of peek up here and there is that and this is obviously true but it's almost like this security blanket in new york they're like hey by the way new york is still a Knicks, knicks town like we don't care about brooklyn but it's primarily coming from like media people and entities that are like i don't know it, it almost just sounds like posturing to like make themselves feel better but i mean i'm i'm pretty sure people are pretty pumped about the nets and i'm pretty sure they'll continue to be pumped about the nets long after the knicks are gone so that's just kind of one thing i've kept an eye on and continually. It's certainly media posture. Yeah.
0: There's, there's no doubt. Yeah. 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 Um, I would highly recommend a podcast. Uh, there's a Nick's podcast called shattered. Okay. Uh, it's about the last 20 years of Nick history (laughs) and it's uh, narrated by, it's narrated by Chuck D. Okay. And it is outstanding. I just got to the end of it. Uh, it's so good. It talks about what a villain James Dolan is. Yeah. Uh, you would, I, I could not highly recommend it okay. enough. I shattered. think I did feature it in Micah's read of the week. The newsletter once before shattered. Okay. Uh, it's by the it athletic, out. but it's free to download Chuck D is, uh, it's really good. And it talks about, you know, it, it, there's a bunch of episodes, but there was one about just what a jerk, uh, Dolan is. There was one about the Oakley incident. There was one about the decision, how the Knicks thought they were going to get LeBron the first time. Ugh. There was one about when Kyrie and, and KD went to Brooklyn went across the street to Brooklyn instead of coming to New York, and uh, what a disgrace it was. Anyway, it's really good. Shattered. I'll check. That uh, out. Let's move on. Let's move to the West. Okay. Uh, Memphis, Utah. The uh, the big storyline to me in the entire Western Conference is injuries. Yeah. Or is the injuries and how they're affecting these games. Um Utah now leads 2 games to 1 after losing game 1 at home. Uh Spider has been incredible. Uh, incredible. Uh but he had missed the previous 14 games before the, the he started playing again in game 2. right I wonder how long they would have just kept him out. If they had won. Yeah, I, like I, I wonder if they would have just like we I mean it do doesn't not look break. like
1: he's very hurt. Like he's he's flaming <laughs> these dudes. And apparently he's mad at the for being the sad the in game one coaching and yeah. staff. And
0: yeah, uh, I but I wonder if they, they just had him in like in case of emergency break glass situation. And he, like we are not going to play him yeah. until we lose a game. Um, but they now lead two games to one against Memphis. Jo, John Morant's been incredible. He looks like a legitimate superstar. If you're a Grizzlies fan, you've got to love the future with this dude. He's tough as nails. He's crazy athletic. He plays defense. Uh, you know, he doesn't shoot threes super well. And so there's room for improvement in his game. certainly. And the, the dude is dude is scary. Could you imagine him and Zion Williamson on the same AAU team? I know they always talk about oh, that, God. but no. Jesus, those dudes must have, those are like the two most athletic dudes in the entire league.
1: It, it Running past 15 insane. year olds. Yeah. The other guy is kind of coming out of nowhere for me here is Jonas Valanciunas. Um he's just been a monster for the Grizz. Uh, the, the center that plays for them. And then, I mean, the last piece of that puzzle that has yet to come into form really is that J- that Jaron Jackson, uh, I don't know if he went first or second or third overall, whatever it was, but he's been injured yeah, I mean, in was, and out of lineup and he's playing up. now, but he, it's clear that he's not at his full potential. So, yeah, tons of young well, there's, talent there's on this team. There's they a reason that Utah fun. had like the best kind record really what in all of basketball this season. High-pressure situations they're good that they're team. still enjoying themselves. They're putting it yeah, together. I think so, too. I do like it a
0: lot. They play – they are the light game tonight. I would – you know, who knows? I mean, Memphis could win that one, and we'd be back sitting there 2-2 going back to Utah. But I think I like Utah to to win – blow this one up – blow this one open tonight. Uh, The games this weekend haven't been as compelling. Been a lot of blowouts this weekend where there hadn't been previous to this. But uh, whatever. Let's keep moving. Portland at Denver. This series tied 2-2 because Denver – Cannot play a playoff series with that doesn't go seven games and all of them close, basically, even though there have been a, a couple of uh, wide margins here. Uh, Portland's dudes don't look all healthy. Denver's down a couple guys. What do you think is going to happen game five I mean, tonight in Denver?
1: We haven't seen the McCollum game yet. I think he comes out and flame throws them for one game at least. So I think mm-hmm. that. And when he does that, I do think that the Trailblazers are going to be victorious. I think this goes seven. Like, I think McCollum shows up in one of these games and he really goes off. And I think the Nuggets prevail in seven. Uh, See, I I think Portland wins in seven. You think, is that right? I think think CJ goes crazy in
0: one of these games. And and Dame comes out in a game, game seven, and, and lights him up and waves goodbye. Uh, but Porter we'll see. Didn't game shit in the last game. Three points, five boards. Just not quite ready for prime time. And almost I, I just have more confidence in those two guys than I have over any two guys that Denver has. Even though they've got the MVP, um, I just I think those two dudes are going to win two games down the stretch, two of the next three. Uh, even though they're you know they have to go to Denver for two of those three games, but uh, we'll see. I, that's been a good series. And then uh, moving on the. The series that's gotten the most publicity, uh, because it, it all of course it has, is the seven-two series, which is the L.A. Lakers, the defending champs, tied two-two against Phoenix. Game five is tomorrow night. Uh, injuries, 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 injuries. Anthony Davis is questionable or maybe out. I don't even know exactly what his status is. Chris Paul has been banged up, banged his shoulder up really bad. LeBron is still coming back from injury, maybe not at full speed. Uh, his ankle looked a little a little soft in some of these games. This is a huge, huge, huge Game 5 tomorrow night, the biggest game. Uh, I mean, with real championship implications with the defending champs going on, on the road in a must-win game. I'm just going to say it. LeBron is going to go crazy. I like LeBron in Game 5. This series has been about injuries, and I just could not bet my life on anything against LeBron winning oh, Game 5. I didn't even hear you epic intro performance.
1: Uh, the Lakers-Suns here.
0: My bad. Okay, Oh, okay. we're at Lakers-Suns. We're tied at two. I'm, I've now repeated myself nine times, but, you know, it's important. I like LeBron to win Game 5 in an all-time LeBron game. Uh, this series has been pretty enticing. What do you think is going to happen here uh, as we head down to best two out of three.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are the two biggest, there's two series that are basically seeing the exact same timeline of, of ups and downs. And that's the, the suns Lakers. And then the, the Mavs Clippers series. And it's, it's really just been about injuries. It was about Chris Paul getting hurt in game one for the suns. Despite that, they end up winning Lakers come in and commandingly defeat them in game two, uh, in game three, I believe. And then in ga- was it game four or are they still in game three? Whatever whatever game it was, because the Suns obviously it went won yesterday. Phoenix, LA, Phoenix, LA. Okay. Yeah. And so now we've got uh, an injury. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. It went Phoenix, LA, LA, Phoenix. That's right. Exactly. And it looked like the Suns were just going to get the doors blown off them. And AD gets hurt and the whole complexion of the series changes, like it completely changes to the point where you know, the Suns looked like they were back in control and could feasibly come come out of this thing and, and actually win, which I didn't think they had a shot in hell until yesterday at about the halftime point. So, you know, you hate to see injury come in and do stuff, and it could just be that LeBron was coasting there and until he realized that they were at jeopardy of losing that game, and then he tried to pull it back together and couldn't do it in time. I could see a supernova game from, from James in this next outing like, isn't that what you just so. said? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what certainly a possibility, but I think it, It's going to take that. I mean, it, I, They're exactly. not going to be
0: able to do it without it. And, you know, this is Anthony Davis's whole career. Yeah. When the dude is healthy, he is world-class, one of the two or three or four or five best players in the entire league. But an easy injury. And when he's not healthy, he's not healthy. And he's not healthy a lot of the time. And here he is again. So we'll see. It is interesting yeah. that in Game 1, you had Chris Paul get hurt right at the beginning. And you thought, man, another series where Chris Paul gets injured in the playoffs and his team's going to lose. And now we're looking at Anthony Davis tweaked and maybe uh, taking his team down. It's kind of wild. Uh, the last series is Dallas and L.A. The the Mavericks win game one and two in L.A. The Clippers come back after being down 30-11 to 11 to start game three. Storm all the way back. Beat Dallas in their house in games three and four. Kawhi and Paul George have been incredible shooting the basketball and playing defense Kawhi is playing is peaking at a level we haven't seen in years uh yeah and can they win game five I mean uh, Luca also looks a little banged up that's and, the you key know, here. you know you got to have super
1: you can't hear me no no I said that's the key here is Luca oh. got shook up uh in the middle of it's got to be three. super luka. Yeah, and he I think he collided with I think they said it was Rajon Rondo somebody and it strained his neck and he just hasn't been the same since and without super luka they don't have a shot. But with super luka the clippers didn't have a shot. Like the clippers were pretty much written off, like they were done for and this was going to be one of the epic, you know, meltdowns in NBA history for a franchise and then out of all of a sudden in a like 48 72 hour period They've come flying back and have won twice in Dallas, which was shocking because it was the first time Luca has played in front of a home crowd in a playoff series, which people thought was going to just end up becoming a, another, you know, beat down for the Clippers, but not so fast. My, my biggest thing here is with this Clippers team, they've got the, they clearly have elite talent in, in Kawhi and in Paul George and, in some of those other pieces that they've got. But I think that they just lack leadership. I don't, I think, I think that's what you don't get from Kawhi. He he's just he's not there for post game. He's not a locker room guy. He's there to show up, do the job, and leave. He's not inspiring. He's not gonna you know corral the troops and inspire you to do something great. He's just gonna do his job and he's gonna show up, do it, and leave. And that's a huge weakness to me. I think that that is a clear Achilles heel for him. Um, as his profile as a player because he's obviously supernova top five, yeah, top I don't know if player. it's an Achilles heel for him. I, I think To it's, me, it is.
0: I think it's, I think it's, a, a and it maybe not, okay, we know who Kawhi Leonard is. He's been in the league yes. 10 years. He's won two championships. He's been the best player on those two championship teams. That being said, like, you've got to know that he's not going to be a locker room leader. So you got to have somebody there. you got to have a Kyle that's Lowry, right. a guy who's a you dog. Keep... you got to have a Tim Duncan. Like, you know, that's, that's not his fault, is what I, I would say. Um, I think it is that that his team keeps coming up uh, that looks leaderless. But to be fair, they're right there, and they could win this series, and they could be right back in business. Well, so it and is his fault the in fact that, that they, he, they they got down he, he thirty to eleven and then stormed this, right? back.
1: Yeah, yeah. He picked so, so Paul he George. Demanded he demanded this team, team, right? He exactly. He demanded the team. He demanded every bit of this. They tr- they mortgaged like every asset they've got from now through twenty twenty eight or something. And if this had fallen apart, like, the chances that he just packs up and goes to the next destination were really good. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but, like, that's he that was a, a highly agent. likely possibility. Exactly. And that's fucked up, man. That's bullshit, I think. And I I think that shows into character and a bit of a flaw in I his I don't know. His, LeBron's his been doing that stuff for
0: years. Uh, LeBron's been doing that stuff for years. Who knows? Who knows? But that's it. We just got through all the series, and it feels real good. Hmm. Real good. Things are yeah, but LeBron's really a leader. Still. That's true, Brad. All right, let's move on. Uh, Naomi Osaka, or right, have you been following this story? Do you have any thoughts on this before I? No, I, you dive in. Tell me go what's in. going on because I don't know much about it. Okay. Naomi Osaka is perhaps the world's most famous tennis player. She's ranked number two in the world. Uh, She's being a baby. On Wednesday, she said she's not going to speak to the media because, and she, you know, here's what really made me mad is because she, she claimed that the media was attacking her mental health. And so that's, you know, that was what she was complaining about, which is ridiculous. The media is well, not they out they to attack? get her. They, they weren't attacking her at all. She just didn't want to speak. Uh, and instead of, like, these guys, th- these tennis players are contractually obligated to show up at press conferences. Tennis media is not some sort of overwhelming, scary, mean group, okay? that you. Th- this isn't an open locker room situation. You stand up at a press conference and you ask, answer some questions. And she complained that, the questions are too hard or or that she answers the same questions over and over again. And that the media isn't, you know, they don't care about her mental health. So she's not going to answer any questions. And then the French open came out and said like, we respect her mental health and we respect our players and we want to do the best for them, but you will be fine if you don't show up. And, and after the first round, she refused to speak. They fined her 15,000. And then all the other three grand slams came out and put out a, a four, four way statement Basically saying, we support mental health, but this is unacceptable and you will be fined and and eventually disqualified. And then today, she is set to play again on Wednesday, uh, or Tuesday, I think. And then Monday night, she just puts out a statement that she's withdrawing. And I think I've lost Brad again, but whatever. I'm going to take this thing home. I find it totally weak. If you don't want to speak to the media, don't speak to the media. And I know that she's Naomi Osaka has said a lot of things. Um and and been a voice for change and done positive things in the media and she's well she's she's a smart person and she's well spoken and she says meaningful things. She's played terribly historically at the French Open. So any doubt in her mind that she talked about should come it's clearly coming from that and she's projecting. And the biggest issue I have is that this isn't about mental health? It just isn't. She's hiding behind mental health issues. There are people with mental health issues, and she's using that as an excuse to do something that's uncomfortable to her. Uh, she also came out in her statement today saying that she's suffered from depression uh, for a couple of years, and you know, since the twenty eighteen U.S. Open, and that speaking to the media makes her nervous. I'm sorry, that's your job. And that is it. That's the end of Backdoor Cover. If you want to read more about it, check out Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. That description or that subscription link is in the description of this podcast. Uh, We'll be back with some more Mind of Micah stuff this week as well. Until next time, mm, bye-bye and thanks for listening.